0: Hello and welcome to the GameCast, a podcast where two Minnesota high schoolers sit down, play video games, and tell you what they think about them. I'm Shane Mahold.
1: And I am William Ort.
0: And today, we are talking about Hot Dogs, Horseshoes, and Hand Grenades, or H3VR for short. So, H3VR, as the title says, it is a VR game, and people, as opposed to, like, other VR shooters, people have equated uh, Hot Dogs, Horseshoes, and Hand Grenades to more of a Gun simulation. And the reason I'm making this is because H3 recently celebrated its sixth anniversary, which was. It was a couple weeks ago. Its main developer released a funny little video where he made like a hot dog cake. But so far, what do you know so far about H3? Um,
1: like you said, it's, uh, shooting gallery simulator, but it also has adventure modes, which we'll get more in-depth in those later. But it's mainly a shooting gallery where you can test out different weapons with different attachments and everything on them. And, yeah.
0: Yes, there are... One of the best things about H3 is that it's constantly getting updated. It gets an update every Friday well, typically every Friday, unless, like, the main developer is doing, like, an alpha branch, then there's typically four or five alphas, and then there's an update. And one of the biggest draws for H3, like you said, was how many scenes there are. There are various scenes, some are just sort of, like, shooting galleries, some are actual, like, trials, or like, games, and some are inve- adventure modes. And I have right here, I listed down every single uh, notable, anyways, excluding holiday and, like, event style scenes, uh, every scene off of the H3VR wiki. And so I am going to explain some of them to you. And how about you guess what some of them I'll say, I mean, you guess. What do you think about that?
1: Sounds good. So...
0: The first one I have written down is Arcade Proto. What do you think that is?
1: Um, that is the Grill House. That no, Grill House
0: is a different seed. Arcade Proto is it's sort of think of like Space Invaders sort of thing where you uh where there are these things coming at you in this game mode it's like weird objects like circles and weird like 80 style uh, shapes and they're coming at you and you can select your guns you want to use to sort of like fend them off and you have to destroy as many as possible in the set amount of time in order to progress into the next round and i know that in a typical run through the rounds typically last around i know that the scenes consist of i think 25 or 30 rounds but that's the first one there are a total of let's see here. 14 separate scenes and game modes, excluding the holiday exclusive ones. So the next one I have is the Arizona range. That's pretty self explanatory. It's just... Arizona? Yes. It's it's just like an Arizona like western style range with some like a plinking steel there that you can shoot. There's also a giant 1911 there. It shoots like mortar rounds. It has, you load it with a giant like fork rip on the side of it. It makes like artillery noises when you load it.
1: So it's like a 1911 handgun. Yes, it's mortar. a
0: 1911 handgun. Ish. It's just huge. Boomski, which recently got an update. What do you think Boomski is?
1: Somewhere where you blow a duck
0: Yes, that's sort of right. So, think if you took Ski ball and you combined it with Duck Hunt in a way. What I mean by that is in Boomski, you get a few grenades and you get to play Ski ball with them. And there are these little like set pieces you have to try and hit and knock over. And each one gives you a different set of points and the more valuable thing you hit you typically get more points and the more points you get the more grenades will spawn which allow you to try and clear the board and if you clear the board then a special little jingle plays but boomski is pretty shallow but it's still fun i actually play with my family a lot which is kind of weird playing ski ball with grenades yeah um mm-hmm. the next one i have is the breaching proto what do you think that is
1: where you practice breaching walls and windows That
0: is true. Uh, The main developer did mention that he wanted... Because the developer recently, he added... Which is kind of weird to say. He added doors and windows. The game never had doors or windows. And you can like... With the doors, you can like shoot the locks out to open up the doors. You could like shoot shoot the doors off their hinges. Like knock them over. Or you could just like go up to it and unlock it. So he said he was going to try and remake that with like doors. And he was going to try and put glass in it. And funnily enough, this scene, the breaching proto... Is actually model- modeled after the main developer's apartment, which is pretty cool. And if you if you watch some of the dev logs, you kind of look when he does like the live segments where he's talking about little things that don't really need to be seen. You can sort of see like the similarities between that scene and the breaching proto. There's the friendly 45 range, which again is pretty self-explanatory. It's a range, but the friendly 45 range is sort of like in a sort of like in a mountainous region, it's sort of like a nice little place with like trees everywhere, and there's like some mountains and there's like plinking steel you can use and there's like cans and pots set up everywhere and there's a place you can do skeet shooting with like pots and you can shoot pumpkins there's a little thing that shoots out pumpkins you can shoot at the next one i have is grill house what do you think grill house
1: is grill house is mainly a shooting range that m- intermixes with like the breaching tactics used in breach
0: that is correct so i uh i watched one of of the devlogs where the grill house scene was introduced and the vape developer said that he wanted to sort of use gr- the grill house scene as a replacement for a- another scene that was sort of starting to show its age so he wanted to basically give one of the scenes a facelift by making new environments and fleshing it out a lot more which i'll talk about later but it, it includes all the new stuff like windows and doors it's sort of like a little like building complex everywhere but there still isn't to really like designed places like program places where you can spawn sosigs which are the uh i call them sosigs because it sounds funnier sosigs which are the enemies in this game which i'll get into a little bit later but after grill house we have the indoor range which a lot i realized that not a lot of these are like very cryptic a lot of them can be inferred but the indoor range it's like a shooting range you go to where there's like paper targets and you can like set them up at like certain distances and you can dictate the strength of the your targets like if you shoot it it'll either fly apart or it won't and it tracks your points and everything it's in terms of shooting ranges it's one of the better ones it's one I go to a lot because there's actually a panel where you can dictate what sounds the guns make because the guns have like specified sounds they'll make like if you're in a closed space it'll make a different sound if you're in an open like sort of like big warehouse space it'll make a different sound it can control that and some of the guns if you change the, the sounds on them sound really really cool so after that, well, I think you'll know what this one is just because it's it can be inferred. It's Meat Fortress. Um,
1: that is the collaboration between the Rust LTD and the developer of Team Fortress, who is Valve.
0: That is correct. That's actually how I got into this. Originally, I figured out that this game was getting like a Team Fortress 2 add-on, and I loved it because what the developer wanted to do with the Team Fortress 2 firearms is he wanted them to make sense. And he just wanted you to be able to like hold these really special guns in a virtual environment. And I'd recommend watching that devlog because it's probably the best devlog he ever made where he has to explain what he had to do to make them make sense. But he explained that because TF2 is such a hyper stylized game, he wanted them to make more sense contextually and like theoretically functional. But that's how I got into this. I went out and I bought an Oculus Rift, but then I upgraded to a Valve Index when that was released. But the next one I have is Meet grinder do you know what meat grinder
1: is it is one of the halloween events from 2020 i think it was
0: i think it might have been 2017 or 2018 i think it was 2018 but yeah it's a spooky it's a spooky adventure mode where you go around these dark corridors and you have to get some of the uh sausage people and you have to throw them into a meat grinder for some weirdo but after meat grinder we have proving grounds now the proving grounds is the original scene for grill house this is this is the scene that the main developer wanted to essentially give a facelift to. It's a lot less polished. There's just like it's just like a single room with like a few like little bits of cover on it with a spawn panel and you could just like spawn people in and test guns on them. There isn't that much to say to it as opposed to the grill house. Now the next one is Return of the Rat Wieners. What do you think Return of the Rat um,
1: Wieners is? That is uh, another Halloween mode where the <laughs> rot wieners are the main enemies, right?
0: Yes, that is correct. So in my opinion, I think Return of the Rot Wieners is the most fleshed out game mode in this game. Although there's another mode that I'm going to get into that's arguably more fleshed out and like gets updated more often. But Return of the Rot Wieners, think about The Walking Dead. But if you made it kind of absurd, like the enemies in Return of the Rot Wieners are, as the name might imply, they're rotten hot dogs. They're moldy, rotten, zombie hot dogs. And you have to go around you have to uh, find these hot dog people and you have to complete quests for them. And there are several endings depending on who you like complete quests for and you can unlock different guns and stuff. I know one of them you can unlock is if you complete all the quests and hitting quests you get a four barreled shot which I still have yet to get and I'm probably going to try and get sometime soon. So the next one I have is the sample platter. What do you think?
1: I honestly uh, don't know.
0: The sample platter is the tutorial. It's a scene that Like, it shows you, like, a bunch of the different guns. It shows you how to use them. It shows you, like, pistols and shotguns and rifles and explosives. It introduces you to everything so you can, um, basically dip your toes into the game before going into the more complex scenes. The next one I have is the sniper range, which is pretty self-explanatory. It's basically just the indoor range if it was longer and there was more stuff in it. Because in the sniper range, there are also boxes and watermelons along the way that you can, like, shoot at which is kind of weird and the last one a community favorite what seems to be the majority of people's most favorite game mode is take and hold would you like to describe take and hold
1: take and hold is just like a maze you have to figure out figure your way around Mm.
0: Yes, that is true, and if you're watching the footage, I, it's actually what I'm playing right now on the footage. So the point of Take and Hold is you start out, it's a progressive game mode, there's, you go through typically five rounds, and there are these points that you need to take. You like touch a thing, and you have to go through basically like a horde mode of enemies coming at you, and you have to defend it, but also like complete objectives in it. Like, all of the things, objectives are like things you have to shoot. So there are simple ones, like there are some targets you just have to shoot shoot they're ones that are more protected some of them spin around some of them flash around all over the place some of them are invisible and you have to do those in a certain amount of time and you have to do those for a couple rounds and then it ends and it gives you some tokens that you can use at supply points to get more guns and equipment and as the game mode goes on more elite enemies are thrown at you but it also gives you more high-tech guns so you typically start out with like a with like a bolt-action rifle a pistol or like a crappy shotgun and as you get further on you can. more complex equipment like SMGs, assault rifles, fully automatic shotguns, stuff like that. And Take and Hold, now that I think about it and now looking at it, it probably is more fleshed out than Return of the Rot Wieners because Take and Hold's best feature is that there are different scenes and like different ways you can go about it. And like, different equipment you could get and what different enemies you could face. And so I have all of the scenes and, like, different characters you can play as. Run down here. And I'm gonna have you guess what some of them are. So, the first one is Beginner Blake, which... I don't think I have to describe that one. It's basically, it's the sample platter of Take and Hold, where it just teaches you how to play things. It's not as hard. I just realized I'm reading all the things I wrote down. Because I have like, to people who are listening, I have like notes written down for things. And I'm looking at this and I realize I can't exactly have you guess what they are because they're a lot more vague and they typically apply to nothing. So I'm just going to describe them. So there's Classic Loadout Lewis, which is the basis for like everything. It's just like the classic game mode where you have everything and it's the most like balanced all around. Procimate Practice is, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing it wrong, but if I remember correctly, this one is essentially hard mode. You get less tokens to spend, you get elite enemies more regularly, and more of them are thrown at you, and you only start out with a knife. You have to start out with a knife and you have to try and get to a, a supply Point with only a knife. The next one is Ricky Dicky Random, which is just one where it gives you random guns all the time. There isn't like item pools, it just like gives you random guns. It's actually pretty cool because you can actually get some hidden guns here. You can get like, I know one of them is the Gluger, which is a Glock mixed with the Luger. There's also uh, the Thompson Mark II, which is the Thompson in space. And they also have a ray gun. Think about the one from Call of Duty Zombies, except it looks different. The next one one is Cow Wiener Calico, which is a cowboy-themed uh- character where you have to use cowboy weapons and the sausages you fight, which are the enemies, all have like cowboy guns and they're wearing like cowboy attire. The next one is Grumbly G.I. Grayson, which is my personal favorite. It is a World War II themed character and you get like World War II themed guns and the sausages are in like American soldier uniform of the time. There's Soldier of Fortune Frankie which is like post-war into like Cold War territory. Operator Ori which is a modern one When all the characters wear like modern like military gear and you get modern weaponry. The next one is Well Done Free Meat. I'm actually gonna have you guess what this one is. What do you think Well Done Free Meat is?
1: All the meats are well done. I'll give you a hint. Think Valve. All the meats or all the enemies are characters specifically made by Valve. You
0: are somewhat right. It is a Half-Life 2 themed character. You play as gordon free and you fight combine sausages. it's funny and you get like half-life themed weaponry one of them is a uh, is like the crossbow except instead of like having a flaming hot rod you stick a uh, you stick a hot dog in there and you grill it that's pretty funny there's zake zombie hunter which is a, like a return of the rot wieners character and the final one is flaccid steak which is like a metal gear solid Sort of thing. It's stealth-oriented. What do you think? Like, what guns do you want to get into the game? What do you say?
1: Uh, I don't know. The Well, this is not a real gun, but... Oh, yeah, fictional guns count. It's one I like. It's the Widowmaker from GTA V. It's just a space laser minigun, basically.
0: You know what I want to see? What? Super shotgun from Doom. I mean, there's already a mod for that, more because you do in 2016 Shotgun, but that doesn't count. How do you think H3 holds up to other VR shooters?
1: Well, I think it teaches you more. About different guns rather than you just go on a journey blasting your way through enemies. It teaches you how to shoot them, what attachments can go on them, what you can do with them. Basically what makes the weapon so special.
0: Yes. So in terms of VR shooters, people... People seem to agree that Pavlov is the best VR shooter, because it's basically just like Call of Duty if it was VR, but a lot of people agree that uh, Hot Dogs, Horses, and Hand Grenades has the best guns in VR, and that is very true. They handle like champions, they all feel really good to use, they aren't clunky as opposed to a lot of other VR shooters, they function as intended, they look realistic, and it's, in my opinion, it's the best VR game ever out there. You could come at me with your beat saber, your blade and sorcery, your pavlov. I don't care. H three will always be the best VR game in my eyes. Do you have anything else to say about uh hot dogs, horseshoes and hand grenades?
1: Uh no, except I really recommend it to anyone who has any type of VR. It's really fun and for i am I'm, I'll say I'm kind of a history buff and it has weapons from all decades of history. My personal favorite would probably be the World War II era of weapons. Oh yeah.
0: Those are also my favorites, just because they look cool and they're sexy. Yeah. But I think that is all we have for today. Thanks for tuning in to the GameCast, and we'll see you on the flip side.